Hello and welcome. I'm Michelle. And I'm Jessica. And this is Pretty Over Perfect. We are two former neighbors and current best friends who know that perfection is an illusion that could easily keep us from living our best lives. We are here to discover the goodness in the messiness of real life and find joy in the everyday by embracing simplicity, creativity, and a little sparkle. Hello, Jessica. Hi, Michelle. Hello to all of our listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Pretty Over Perfect. We teased you all last week when we said we were going to talk about emotional wellness this month. I mean, we are going to talk about emotional wellness this month. But first, in honor of Valentine's Day, we kind of want to talk about love. Right, Michelle? Love. The greatest gift of all. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That was well said. I could not have said it better myself. I could not have said it better. No, but I mean a little bit. I think that recognizing all the love in our lives is a huge part of emotional wellness. So it's not that it doesn't it's true. fit in. It's true. But it ties. It ties in. It but maybe we wouldn't in. have started with this one. That's right. If the holiday did not encourage that. So. But you know, it's like our favorite holiday. So we can't yeah. just not have a Valentine's episode. Yeah. When we were planning last week, we're like, hold on. Hold on. We got to We got to dig in to Valentine's Day. Talk about love. So specifically today. We're going to talk about how we love our people, the people in our lives, and also ourselves. So yes, it totally ties in to our month. We're just going to hit it at a different angle today. That's right. Yes, it's the best holiday of all. Did we already say that? Anyways, again, a few more times. (laughs) It's the best holiday of all. (laughs) Hallelujah. We made it through January. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I was just going to say, January is over, so that's worth a holiday. And then, you know friendship love chocolate glitter pink i mean you know what's not what's not to like about yep. valentine's day although That's i right. do know that some people this is an aside <laughs> some people feel that there is like valentine's day is really unfun because it is like the super bowl of romance and so there's just like a ton of pressure on it which coincidentally it will be the day after the super bowl this year did you know that, oh, Jessica? I did not realize that. That's funny. They are moving the Super Bowl because the NFL is playing more weeks of football. And I'm kind of like, you know, NFL, oh. stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. <laughs> stay on your fields. Valentine's Day needs to be protected. But the NFL is not listening to me, apparently. So <laughs> so I have no say in the matter. That's true. Okay. But about that point, we believe that Valentine's Day is fun with or without a significant other because we believe in celebrating our friends that's a lot galentine's day michelle made it up before anybody else i was i was doing it before leslie nope (laughs) i was also doing friends giving before anyone else so you heard it here popular she's the coolest (laughs) officially yes now where do you want to start yes okay there's so much love to be celebrated at Valentine's Day. It doesn't have to be just romantic love, right? There's the love we have for our children, our friends, our communities, and ourselves. So we're going to be diving into all of those aspects. There's something here for everybody. Okay, so we're just going to kind of go back and forth talking about ways we are loving our all of these different people, I guess. Yeah, so kids, significant others, friends, community, and ourselves. So those five different categories. And as we like to talk about all the time, we're embracing our season and what these things mean in the different seasons that we're in, because we know that they look different no matter no matter what's going on. And so all the things we were doing and loving last Valentine's Day, we might not be doing them right now. It's true. And it's mm-hmm. at this moment, Michelle, where I wonder if I prepared entirely differently than you did for this. So this will be interesting. Oh, okay. Well, why don't you go first? <laughs> why don't you tell us? How you're loving your kids. And we'll see. We'll see how we prepared for this. Okay, okay. We did not. Okay. Usually we do a lot of volleying back and forth of fleshing out the idea. We didn't do that much of that this no. time. We were just, I just kind of put something on the table. <laughs> and I was like, I feel like this is my prediction. Should I say it now what? or later? No. Then feel, we have it on record. <laughs> I feel like as I was sitting down, I was like, mine are more philosophical ideas. And Jessica's are going to be like more cute, practical, fun ideas i hope so because not more fun or cute but like that's why we're good together that's why we're good together we like provide different aspects here so that's right both are needed okay 
So here are some things I'm doing to love my kids uh, that are kind of newer. Okay. So we had Your a... kids I've, aren't new. Your idea. My kids... Are. Well, one of them is pretty some new, actually. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, some newer ideas that we've implemented as of late, okay. the last couple months. The first one is we've done a kid of the day revamp. We've always done a kid of the day, you know, one that makes all of the frivolous choices. But we've kind of stepped it up because we've noticed that each need a little bit more. There's more kids. So we're trying to be more proactive and more intentional about recognizing each of them individually. So on Monday, it's Ollie's day to be the kid of the day. So he gets to choose breakfast. He gets to have everybody say something that they love about him at dinner time, And he gets to stay up 15 extra minutes with either mom or dad and do something that he wants to do no tv (laughs) that's kind of my my rule like i want to interact and connect so that's been working really well i think that that's helped them take turns better but they still get to choose you know some of the other frivolous things Mm -hmm. and that does help aid in navigating those potential disagreements uh so they get to make those choices which feels really cool and then they get that special attention and so that's felt good that's working I'm also, I'm trying to be curious about the way that my kids love me because it's kind of like my way to read how I can effectively love them back. So for example, my little seven-year-old Ollie comes and gives me random hugs and kind of just like pats me on the back. He's very physical that way. He's physical in every way, really. He's the one that broke the TV last week, but it's fine. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Is that why there's no TV? At the, the TV's broken. So you can't. That's true. There's the no option. Hmm. Oh, yeah. He, that's a good point. Now we do have one upstairs, but no, thank you. Okay. Anyway, so that is my cue that he would feel love when I hug him and when I cuddle him and just be a little bit more aware of the way I'm interacting. My five-year-old girl is like a 70-year-old in a little tiny body. She's so aware and so willing and able to serve and a lot of times secretly. So I think it's kind of fun to do that back to her and keep my eyes open for opportunities for that. And then my three-year-old is all about words. She's very cute. I love you, mommy, and very angry. I'm going to ruin your day. I have literally this ongoing list in my phone where I record the threats that she screams out when she's having a moment. Oh and my gosh, she's gotten it's, feisty. It, she's feisty. She's scrappy. She's going to be phenomenal as she grows up and nurtures that. <laughs> she's going to get whatever she wants. Anyway, so I try to reciprocate that. You threatened to ruin her day. Thank you for clarifying. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I'm like, no, I'm going to ruin your day. We'll see. No. And I'm bigger, so I'll ruin your day faster. No fruit leathers for you. Okay? Uh, no. I just, yeah, try to compliment her and um, recognize her through words. So a little peek into maybe how they might feel loved is by observing how they love me. The last thing I have here is to just look for one moment of connection every day, which I've talked about in the past, but I really do feel like that's, I can do that. I can do that. There's so much going on. I can do that. So that is bringing a little bit more love into our world over here. So let's hear what you have. Well, I was wrong to say that we prepared differently because we prepared the exact same thing. How fun. Let's hear it. How fun indeed. Okay. So... This month, I've talked so much about my gratitude journal and how it's changed my life, but this month specifically, I'm writing down one thing that I'm grateful for or that I noticed and loved about each of my kids and my husband this month, just to kind of nurture those feelings in myself, right, of of noticing either the sweet things that they do or maybe the funny things that they do. In fact... Yesterday, I I started a little early. I wrote down something that in the moment was quite annoying. My Mm -hmm. 12-year-old child was trying to use logical fallacies instead (laughs) instead of doing her chores. 
Uh, she was trying to say that I had used a logical fallacy while asking her to do her chores when, in fact, I had done no such thing. I am not ready for <laughs> teenagers. What? That's impressive. But it was so ridiculous. And it was it was so ridiculous that I could keep a straight face for her, but internally yeah. laugh at the totally. ridiculousness of it. And also walk away appreciating that she's growing and learning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is it misapplied when being used to try to get out of chores? I certainly think so. But that's <laughs> part of just, you know, she's just growing. She's practicing. She's, right? It's part of the journey. And one thing that's been in my mind a lot is something that I saw in uh, on Simply on Purpose. Ralphie posted this a couple weeks ago. Today is not forever. And I've been thinking about that, you know, in good ways and bad ways, right? <laughs> like this, mm -hmm. this uh, misuse of logical fallacies. Today is not forever. I, I won't be enduring this forever. And so just kind of enjoying the moment for whatever it's going to be. I mean, maybe not totally enjoying it, but just like recognizing that, hey, I don't really need to get that upset about this. It's just a part of her growing and changing and it's all good. Yeah. So yeah, just writing down one thing, if I saw my kid try really hard at something or just noticed them being kind or whatever, whatever it may be, one thing that I'm grateful for or that brought me joy for each person in my family. And then, and so my hope with that is that like the gratitude journal did for the rest of my life is that I will make it such a habit that I will go into the days mm. looking mm -hmm. for those and seeing them more and that the good things will grow because I'm paying more attention to them. I think that's a wonderful way to breed that thought process because when I have done this, which I am not doing it consistently right now, but when I have, I do look for it. Like I'm like, okay, what am I going to write down tonight? Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that's a wonderful strategy. Yeah. I just want to rewire my brain to pay more attention to the good things. And it's not that I feel that everything is bad or anything like that as much as I do know that good things are going unnoticed because I'm not putting the effort into paying attention to them. So yeah, I'm going to be giving it a little more effort in this month of love. Wonderful. And then I was just thinking of one way to love each of my children how they would like to be loved. Just kind of how you oh, were saying. Oh my goodness. My kids are a little bit older, so... Some of these things I know from talking with them, um, but I think just noticing how they give love is a great uh, way to start. Baking something with my oldest daughter, she would love that. She would feel loved and seen if I did that with her. So we're going to make a Valentine's treat together. Painting nails with my second daughter. I mean, these are all very silly or very simple and free or nearly free things. I'm not, mm -hmm. not going too wild here, but just to take the time to do these things with them. I think I'll take my oldest son out on a date because he loves to be seen and appreciated. And he is always the one in our family giving and making sure that other people get the first choices and giving up what he wants in order to make everybody happy. So when I have the opportunity to take him by himself and let him have something of his own choice without feeling like he should give it to anybody else, that's a moment of connection that we can have that mm -hmm. I love. Mm -hmm. And for my youngest son, he is learning to read. He's in kindergarten and he loves music. So I was thinking I need to go to the library and pick out books that rhyme or are very musical because that sure. would encourage his love of reading because that's who he is. And he really cares about rhymes and musicality and things. <laughs> so just those awesome. very simple ways that are showing them love. Very cool. Before we move on, I want to talk about how we can feel love in our family units. We've, you know, talking about specifically our kids, but I think it's really important to try to feel that bond through love as a family. And I think the best way to do that is to serve. And I think it's a wonderful way to celebrate Valentine's Day is to kind of find a purpose, find a cause and become united in it. And it can be so small, you know, like f somebody's sick in the neighborhood, go heart attack them, you know, cut out paper hearts, plaster them all over their, their front door, leave a treat or something, or 
something that we like to do. I'm not on top of very many things right now, but there's a food pantry nearby that frequently releases things that they are in need of. And just the other week, we took like six bags of pancake mix to to the uh, the drop off location and. You can't help but feel warm and fuzzy and and more close to each other when you are united like that in a in a cause that's bigger than you, you know? So I think mm-hmm. it's it's a wonderful time to look for those opportunities to participate in with your kids or with your whole family or even as a couple. Yeah. I I love making another idea is to make dinner for a friend who is you know, just had a baby or is sick. And I, I like to help have my kids kind of help me deliver it or help me put it together just to breed those great feelings of love. So, well, that leads us. I mean, that's pretty much loving our communities, right? And building a bond as a family, as people who love our communities. Yeah, as we do so. But I was, I'll, I'll plug in my love of communities right here as well. Ask your children's teachers if they need anything for their classroom and then help your kids pick it out. Lots of lots of needs for things like that right now. I was just in my son's classroom and his teacher was talking about how uh, he's in kindergarten. So they have like little activity bins that the kids get to use. And so they are looking for little toys, dolls, Barbies, Lego, anything like that to put in the bins. Mm. So you can ask your teachers if they are in need of anything like that and either get it from your own home or uh, you know, you have, again, you have to talk to your teacher about this. But like in the past, some of our kids' classrooms have been in need of a new electric pencil sharpener. <laughs> so we've gone and gotten one and gifted it to the classroom. Right now, mail and all kinds of things are happening in classrooms. And so maybe your teachers are in need of envelopes and cards and things like that. So you can either ask or make a suggestion of something that you're that you would like to contribute because um, schools are always needing stuff like that. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. Good thought. Oh, books too. That's the other thing. Mm-hmm. We recently cleaned out our like bookshelf of books we've read many, many, many times and are ready to pass along. And we ask if the school's library would like any of them, uh, which is then fun for my kids too, because then it's not like they're really parting with the book, but instead yeah, we true. get to say they're sharing it with somebody else that they, that they love. You know, know, all the kids at school. So. Very fun. Yeah. Good ideas. I also think it's fun to say thank you to our firefighters and police officers. Drop off, I don't know, maybe a packaged treat, maybe donuts or something. Or maybe just we've done a card, just a card in the past. I know that that's really appreciated. And it can be on any level, of course. But just to extend yourself and help our children do the same helps them and helps us in turn yes yes and in that vein i always encourage my children to verbally thank their teachers at the end of the day or their instructors if they're in some kind of class just to like practice that Mm -hmm. thankfulness because the teacher yeah they might be getting paid but they're also giving of their time and talent in order to be there that day but i've also tried paying a little bit more attention to Anybody in the service industry right now, grocery clerks, mm-hmm. wait staff, anybody like that, you know, that's, it's, I mean, definitely <laughs> medical professionals, if you're seeing any of them on a regular some basis tricky or not a regular to, basis. To be but yeah, these are some, yeah, it's some crazy times and people are experiencing a lot of hardship all over the place in all kinds of different ways. And so showing gratitude, striking up a conversation, just like giving people a little bit of your time and attention and gratitude, I feel like is a great way to spread love in the community and get some of those warm, fuzzy feelings going. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Also, I thought I would like to make it a habit this month of saying one nice thing to one random person in the community. And this got started because there's this little girl. I think it's the same little girl. But maybe it's two different girls. Anyways, when I was walking home from dropping my children off at school, there's this little girl and she's like, I love your hair. And Mm. it's just so cute. Like that makes me happy for like the rest of the day. So I should go around telling people I love their hair or their hat or their jacket or whatever. I feel like for a while that became kind of 
like something you're not supposed to do, but I'm over it. I'm doing it. I'm going <laughs> to tell people nice things about themselves because Wait, why would who you doesn't want to hear that? that? I feel like people think it's like anti-feminist these days to like oh, compliment yeah. like a woman's looks or clothes or appearance in some way. But um, whatever. Yeah, I, I'd still do it. I still do it. I think, yeah, I think that it matters what your intention is. And yes, yes, like, I love it's, that. I mean, we notice things about how people look, you know, that's just how humans work. So I think that, you know, everyone wants to feel like, you know, the funny thing is that whenever I see this girl who loves my hair, <laughs> um, I don't know if maybe she tells everyone it's about their hair is great or whatever, but my hair is always just like under a hat because I, I haven't gotten ready for the day. So anyways, it's just fun because it doesn't really matter what you're. No, because it's like. just an effort to connect. And what do you what yeah. do you say to a complete stranger in an effort to connect? You know, you right. don't know their character. You don't know anything about them. So I think it's a it's an effort. And I, yeah. I like to just stay there. I think that's great. And yeah, I like the idea to never suppress a positive thought. Yes. And sharing that with people. Like, yeah. Yeah. Don't suppress it in yourself, but also don't suppress yourself from sharing it. Wait, did that even make sense? I feel like mm. I think a lot of positive thoughts, but then I'm like, oh, I shouldn't say that. But you know what? I'm just going to say them. Yeah. Because the other thing, too, is that, like, again, not to go back to appearances, but, you know, if someone's wearing a really fun pair of shoes, the chances are they did that on purpose. <laughs> Right? Totally. Because they were trying to bring a little bit of fun to the situation. Yeah. And so I think like noticing their shoes and saying, wow, those are really fun and colorful just brings joy and delight. The joy and delight that they hoped to bring with their shoes. Totally. Right? Absolutely. And I, I just, I appreciate any like effort people are putting into to life at it in any level. Does mm -hmm. not have to be appearances, but just like noticing effort. And that same thing goes for grocery clerks. Like, I thank them for being there because I don't know about your stores, Jessica, but all of our stores have little signs that say that staffing is yeah. really low right now and things are really hard. And so I try to say thank you for being here. Thank you for making it possible for me to get my groceries. Mm. Because without you, I can't do those things. And I appreciate the effort that it took for you to be here and to continue being here. And so I think just noticing other people and sharing appreciation for them you can't go wrong doing that in no my opinion. no <laughs> totally that's inspiring to me i like that a lot we're so like busy with our own to-do list right like i'm always trying to think about the next thing so that i can prepare for the next thing and my head's down a lot of times and i don't know it's like even when you're standing in line at the grocery store let's put our phones down let's look up yeah when you're waiting absolutely. in line i mean why not? Why not? Yeah, Just can you imagine out? like 10 years ago, people had no choice but to look at other people? Well, I wonder how much happier life. they were. Yeah. And I mean, just imagine the people that you like noticed in your community that you saw. I mean, I definitely remember sometimes when we were kids and <laughs> we said the wrong thing or the, you know, mm -hmm. air quotes, wrong thing to somebody mm -hmm. in the grocery store. And then that was like a learning opportunity for uh, my yeah, mom to take absolutely. us aside and be like, hey, that's not an appropriate thing to say. Why don't you try saying this instead? But I feel like we have all gotten A, so distracted and B, so scared of, like, I guess, offending other people or saying the wrong yeah. thing that we're unwilling to just notice the other people at all. And I do feel like we're just missing out on yeah, Some I mean, the things that make humans humans. Yeah, as a result, we're all turning inward and becoming very self consumed, you know, like, I don't know, I like the idea of reaching out, despite possibly offending. I mean, when you're well intended, chances are you're going to be okay. But I do have to tell you, one of the greatest learning experiences of my life along these lines happened when I was about 13, 11. Mm -hmm. And I went to this piano teacher for like seven years. And then my mom decided that I, she told me, I found this new piano teacher because I feel like you need a personality change. And my old piano teacher on my last day, she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. that So sad that you're leaving. Why are you leaving? And I said, well, I need a personality change. My mom said that I needed a personality change. So <laughs> oh, I'm changing no. teachers. And oh, I just like died <laughs> occasionally since as I've grown up and like looked back on that. But like. I learned. Oh. I learned from that experience. 
Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh. Oh, cringy, cringy. It's okay. Um, yeah, it's part of life, right? Right, it is. Part it's part of, of life. life. And I would rather that, like, you know, even as a mom now, I would rather my kids have these experiences. Obviously, I don't want them going around, like, purposefully hurting people's feelings. But, like, this is a part of learning and growing and living. Socializing. And getting and like learning that when you're a child so that you know how to act as an adult. Can you imagine me as a 45 year old saying that? (laughs) Right? Like it would be more problematic if, you know, and it will be problematic if our children never learn through these experiences, right? Because they never have them. And then they turn into adults who don't know how to handle, you know, all of these things. And like, the piano teacher, I mean, I'm sure she was maybe maybe a little <laughs> gut shot in the moment. But, you know, hopefully she also had the skills in her toolbox to be like, look, my personality is not for everybody. And there's, you know, a lot of reasons why it's okay that I do my thing this way and Jessica needs something else, right? Like, that's right. not even – it's just part of life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we're all learning how to navigate that. That's right. Well, on that note, let's talk about, should we talk about friends? What have you got planned? Okay, this is what I've got planned. All right. I have never been a more neglectful friend in my entire life. I am maxed out in every way. So I've been kind of turning into myself. And I want to be better. But I have used voice memos a lot because I can't sit down and like write a thoughtful text like I used to be able to. So I rely on voice memos and I also really appreciate my friends who love me anyway, even yeah. though I'm not showing up like I did before my last baby was born. I appreciate the love that's extended and the grace. And um, I'm going to get back to it. I'm feeling stronger and more able to reach out as the months go by. But uh, that's 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 my piece to share at this point. So why don't you enlighten us and me? I love it. Enlighten me. <laughs> oh, well, you know, you know, this is my holiday to enjoy my love of snail mail. So yes, yes, I, yes, I will probably still do that this year. Yes, I'll probably send a little something, maybe just a card or maybe a chocolate bar. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Sorry, friends who I'm spoiling this for. Hopefully I'll actually get them out before you, <laughs> before you listen to this. I mean, I just think that that's fun. But the other thing I was thinking is... Just a low-key meetup is a great idea as well. I've had a little list of friends that, yes, we haven't seen each other in a while for various reasons. We're Mm -hmm. adults and we're busy and all of that kind of stuff. And so just a text message that says, hey, can we grab coffee sometime next week? You know, these are the days that work for me. If you've heard it before from us, well, we'll tell you again that the best way to get something actually on the calendar is to give the people is to give the other person the option of two possible dates. And so, you know, and it can be it can be whatever fits in your season. Do you want to go walk around the park with me and our kids <laughs> next mm-hmm. Tuesday or next Wednesday? Um, and even if neither of those days work for them, they're more likely to respond with an option that does work for them, whatever is available to you in your season. But and I kind of like to keep a little list of people that I would like to spend time with. And there are people who by um, physical proximity or our lives correlate more, it's easier to get together and we might see each other more frequently. And then there's people who um, it takes a little bit more of an effort. And so just kind of trying to like get something on the calendar with those people. And again, keeping it super low key, like whatever is available to them, I will just bring over a muffin to your house. You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be be my friend or, you know, Hey, can we set a FaceTime date? Can we call each other on the phone on Thursday at 7 PM? Anything like that. And, you know, sometimes they don't always happen, but I like to at least reach out every so often (laughs) and see what we can make work. And, but at least having the forethought to try to work through like the scheduling and stuff like that, right? Because we're all we're all busy in different ways. And sometimes it can be really hard if you're in different seasons, you know, if you've got young babies or full time jobs or whatever is going on. But just making a little a little effort. It's the it's the month of love. So it's the time to make a little effort towards towards that in some way. 
whatever right. that way may be. I do. I love those thoughts. I, I think that it's good to use this month to encourage us to push a little bit in those, not push in a bad way, but just, you know, get outside of our yeah. normal routine, our mundane routines and make it a little different. Breed a little love, you know, yeah. connect. Yeah. I was even thinking of, you know, it's been a long time since I called my grandma or sent her a card. This would oh, yeah. be a great month to do something like that. And again, like maybe it's not that you're going to do all of these things, but maybe the first step is going to be just making a list of the people you'd like to contact. Okay. I had to then, know like, about taking this. them off one by, ten, one by one. What? Okay, my list? About, yeah. I need to know about this list. Where is well, the mental Who's list? on it? No. Okay. <laughs> Are you there with list. a notepad at the park? Yes. Right. I want to be friends with this person. That girl. Um, but I think like, you know, we have like the friends again in our immediate vicinity yeah, who are like in our everyday community and they're easy to hang out with. And then like the people who take mm. slightly more effort or the people who like live far away. And so that's going to be a little bit different, right? Yeah. We're going to have to plan something far in the future to make that happen. Or we're going to have to, you know, make a or talk on the phone or something like that. So it's different for every relationship that you have. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. sometimes I know that for me, I can be the person that forgets to make the initial effort and so it will be like oh hey it's been five years and it didn't need to be five years i just kind of forgot to schedule anything in all of this time or right or whatever don't the let case that be. you know hold you back because sometimes yeah. it feels like well i haven't talked i haven't reached out for five years like i just shouldn't like that's Gosh. i feel bad for not reaching out but no i think <sighs> that do you ever reach go out to like text someone and then like the last recorded text message was like two years ago and you're just like Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're like, yeah, I am not the best in this department for some reason. But I I don't know. I I appreciate it. I don't reconnect. Yeah. I just, I feel the same way that I'm not the best with like communicating. And I feel too that, yeah, sometimes like social media can make us feel like we're Mm. connected with each other, but without actually like talking to each other. Right. So, yeah, I love the idea of a voice memo. Like that's not, a huge time commitment to just actually check in with somebody and see how they're doing. Just making a little effort in that in that area in That's celebration right. of Valentine's Day. Galentine's yeah. Day. Galentine's. Yeah. Find if your you're gals. not up for a whole Galentine's brunch, which mm. my children will all be in school on that day. Maybe I should have <gasps> a Galentine's brunch. Totally you should. You must. Okay, that's You must. Fun. Think about it. Also, all my... F- a lot of my friends moved, so that'd be a good <laughs> so I'm excuse. like in this weird spot. Oh, but the other thing I was going to say is scheduling things. I do feel like it's half the battle because my friend Mallory and I were just discussing how there are a few things that we've talked about doing that would be relatively easy to accomplish. Yeah, <laughs> and just yet put a date. Down. They haven't happened in years because we haven't put them on the calendar. Right. But they're important to us. So if they're important to us, we should put it on the calendar. And so instead of like, we want to take this trip in the summer together. And so I was like, let's try to put it on the calendar right now. If it comes to it and it has to change or something like that, that's fine. We're going to hold our plans loosely. But setting a date on the calendar is going to get us a lot further, a lot closer to that goal than if we're just like, yeah, it'll happen. And then it won't as life has proven in the past for the past five years totally. when we've been planning on doing this really right. good point really oh, good point that reminds me of something i saw today where it was like i consistently tell people i only need 15 minutes to get ready even though years of my life have proven that to be inc- impossible <laughs> <laughs> or whatever like, that kind of applies. the desire like, is there <laughs> we'll plan hilarious. it but yet years of my life prove that we haven't planned it so in mine and Mallory's defense, I think we've planned a lot of other things, just not that one specific trip. So so it can happen still. Yeah, you're pretty good at that from my observation, making things happen. <laughs> uh, well, you know, just imagine how many things are not happening. Uh, well, we can't do it all, my dear. We can't, we do, can't it do it all. <laughs> it's true. And we don't need to do it all. We're just going to make a little effort. <laughs> all right. Let's talk significant others. All right, let's do We're it. We're both married. How long have you been married, Michelle? A long time. No, oh. probably not a long time by some people's standards. We've been married for 13 and a half years. Well, I'm about to be married for 10 years in April. Ooh. Oh, my. Are you guys Why doing not? something special? We're supposed to go to Hawaii, but now oh, we yes. need to buy a house. 
Mm. So, but I'm thinking October. I'm thinking October. Maybe, maybe. If we can't do it this year, we're going in. We're going in January next year. Like it's going to happen. I've I've said this from day one. We're going yes. to Hawaii for our tenth anniversary. I don't know. We'll figure something out. But it's been a decade, a whole decade of bliss and pure bliss challenges. <laughs> Both. Both. Okay, since you're about to be married for 10 whole years, tell us, what is what is exciting you? What are you doing for your spouse this Valentine's Day? Okay. Well, first of all, when we were at, we went to Disneyland a couple weeks ago, just Nate and myself, and we saw these shirts. One of the, the it was like Han Solo that said, I know. And one of them had Leia. Oh, yeah. I what love you. Say? I know. I love you. Okay, so I'm going to track those down because he was like, oh, those are so cute. I'm like, okay noted practically i think you can find them a lot of places because yeah it's a very popular quote for everyone but me to everyone but me i was gonna say i would not know this based on my knowledge of star wars only my knowledge of memes (laughs) memes did you say yeah you know they're Uh, really important knowledge to have yeah well i haven't even come across them there maybe i have and hadn't really noticed but anyway so i'm gonna get that I also, um, well, let me back up a little bit and say that at this point in our relationship, like it's really easy to have more of a business relationship because we're managing mm-hmm. a lot of things together. We're managing kids, yeah. their schedules, our schedules, just a lot of logistics. And when we were at Disneyland, right, like we're kidless, we're cruising past all of the past, all of the families with the strollers and we just dominated the park. Like we, we went on all the rides Hardly had to wait because we like used their cool genie system where you like reserve your spot, you know, for the mm-hmm. next ride when you're on the the current ride and roller coasters, delicious food. I mean, like that's quite a contrast from like the normal daily grind. Mm-hmm. And we were talking there and it's like, how do we take this feeling of play and excitement and fun and, you know, sprinkle it into the into the our normal lives right like we love connecting that way it's so fun we can't go to disneyland you know together all the time obviously so like what are we doing what are we going to do and we talked about laughter we talked about how that's truly like if you think about it one of the greatest moments of intimacy in any relationship when you're laughing together that means like genuinely laughing that means mm-hmm. you're connecting that means you're you're not feeling any feelings of resentment or any of those negative feelings like it's it's pure, it's carefree, and it's bonding. Mm-hmm. And I know there's there's tons of studies that back that up. Like that's that's how humans can really bond is through laughter. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know the ways that we talked about implementing a little bit more play and laughter are to put a, put away our phones, of course. Like I know we have to, we have to keep saying that. It seems like we should say it once, and you know never go back but we have to keep reminding ourselves to put our phones down and to play a game to yes we're tired but let's still bring up our fun inside jokes like that's especially an intimate type of laughter right it's like just you and your partner no right like that's a really fun way to bond to participate in anything childlike is fun like you know it just if you haven't listened to our episode on play it's like everything we talked about there is kind of can be inserted here just not being boring like i feel like i, I would rather sit, i would rather sit on the on the couch and talk which is important too but like we the other side of it the play the spontaneity like the part that really like nate brings that needs to be just as important. And yeah. um, I just think it was good for us to kind of get away, experience that, and kind of recommit to pulling that out in our, our daily lives. Today, actually, I don't know. It's just like you have to fight for it. You have to fight to prioritize. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts on on this because I'm I'm learning. My life just got a little bit crazier with our own business and our baby. Like I'm a broken record saying that, but it is my reality right now. And I just try to be curious about how I can serve, how I can lift, how I can connect with him. Uh, he's been a little bit, he received some hard news about his, a family member. And mm. 
So he's been a little bit down. Nate has been a little bit down the last couple of days. And I was like, what can I do? Like, yeah. I can't solve it. I can't, you know, whisk him away and leave all of his responsibilities. What can I do? And so today the girls and I cut out a bunch of blue hearts because his chiropractic clinic is, he has blue accent walls and his logo's blue. So we cut out a bunch of hearts and wrote little messages on them and he was away at a meeting. And so we went and plastered them behind his desk, wrote a little note, took him a sandwich and some fruit. And then we, it kind of grew. Like we noticed that the floors needed some attention. He's so busy. So we mopped the floors for him Mm. and just tried to make it feel really nice and take a little bit of weight off of him that way. And that felt really good. So just being curious about prioritizing each other in general and then bringing play and laughter to the surface a little bit more is definitely on the forefront of my mind right now to go with the Star Wars shirts. Mm -hmm. I did purchase a loom journal. I don't know if you've heard of, I think it's by promptly the journals. It's like a, it's a journal for both the husband and the wife to share. And it's basically like a cheap therapy, right? Like it has prompts, which is so good for us because I like, that's like my version of connection is to like have a question and both respond to it and go deep. So I'm excited about that. I, um, I think it'll be a good, a good thing for us. I don't know about you, but like after you've been married for a little bit, like you, you kind of have like the same conversations around some of the harder issues in marriage and it Mm -hmm. almost feels like a carousel. And it's like, how do I get off of this carousel (laughs) and actually address and think outside of just, I don't know, our brains. So that will be maybe a really productive thing. So what about you? Um, okay, well, first of all, I don't have much to share from this yet, but I'm reading a book called The Power of Fun. Oh, and okay. I'll, I'll bring more information in a later episode, apparently. Stay tuned. Can't wait. But yeah, I've been thinking about all of this stuff in a lot of different ways. Another thing that, yeah, I think our, our culture is just super focused on productivity. It has mm-hmm. been for a while, but uh, particularly, I think that, you know, our phones being accessible, everything on our phones being accessible to us all the time encourages this idea of like false productivity that like mm-hmm, we can't, mm-hmm. we can't get off that wheel. It's it's difficult to get off that wheel. And some of us have a hard time even saying what we do for fun or when the last time we had fun even was and like real fun, not manufactured fun, but like where we were actually just like laughing and having a good time with somebody like those experiences are getting more and more rare. And yeah, I think that paying attention to how you can bring them into your everyday life or your weekly life, however it's going to fit, just just looking for those opportunities is a wonderful way to bond and create happy memories (laughs) with people, right? Like, you know, there's a lot of bonding that happens when we're in the trenches with people, when we're doing the Mm -hmm. dishes with people, Mm -hmm. when we're... Mm -hmm figuring out life and that's wonderful um and i'm so happy for that support and love and also how can we look for some play some fun some joy one of the things Mm -hmm. i think my husband is good at is just like we've been quoting our children and the silly things they say yes you know (laughs) yes ever since they were saying silly little things and it happens multiple times a day in just a way that just brings a lightheartedness to you know, an otherwise mundane moment, just to have a little fun and quote a ridiculous toddler. And, and now, you know, my kids are, they're in on it too, because we're quoting them from when they were little. And he has a better memory. (laughs) Yeah, he has a better memory of who, who it was and stuff like that. And sometimes I, you know, these things are so ingrained in us, I don't even know, like, who said it, what Mm -hmm. the circumstance was. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we just today, I don't know why, probably because birthdays are a big deal right now. But we were sitting around the dinner table telling stories, t- telling funny stories about when each of the kids was born and everyone was just like laughing. And I'm sure that will be a story that they will have heard over and over and over again by the end of their lives. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. um, you know, just a funny thing to like laugh about and and bond over. 
Laughter, mm-hmm. laughter is good. Okay, so my ideas here are asking my husband, asking him, what do I do for you that makes you feel loved? And that can be as simple as like, you know, the everyday things that we do, the mundane ways that we take care of each other, just noticing and paying attention to those, you know, and it might surprise you what the other person says. We talked in our last Valentine's episode, I believe, about love languages and how they and how sometimes I think that we spend a lot of effort loving somebody in in our love language instead of in theirs. And I don't think there's anything like intrinsically wrong with that. But sometimes it can feel frustrating when they're like, not when let's see, how do you say that when they are like, maybe not feeling as loved as we feel we are loving them. Yes, (laughs) but it's because we're kind of like, you know, trains passing in the night, like I love you by talking to you all the time. And they're Mm -hmm. like, but I would feel more loved if we Mm -hmm. did something fun, right? And so asking them, what do I do for you that makes you feel loved? And what could I do for you to help you feel loved? Is there something that you would feel loved if I did it? And again, like, I'm not saying, I mean, I guess this is everybody's prerogative, but not necessarily like you need to buy me two dozen roses as much as I love it when you make coffee if you're the first person down in the morning. Or I love it when we we just started doing this. I think last year, I mean, we've talked before about how when we were homeschooling during the, during the pandemic, we got these long coffee dates in the morning that we really loved. And I feel like we bonded a lot over them. But now life is busy in the mornings and that doesn't happen. And so mm-hmm. we had to take some time to say, how are we going to pay attention to each other in our new schedule. And so in our new schedule, Sunday nights, the kids go to bed, and then that's our time where Mm -hmm. we really pay attention to each other. And we do the things that we like came up with together that we think would be fun to do in that time. Um, And, you know, I specifics examples, I'm just (laughs) Um, uh, Yes. G-rated, please. It's G-rated. That's an adult podcast. Okay. Yeah. Um, we Well, I would say we give each other massages, but my husband doesn't actually like massages, so I just get a massage, uh, uh, wow. which is when? pretty nice. I like it. But we we just spend that time together. We don't – we have a name for it. We call it Wunder, <laughs> We call it Wundernacht, which is German for – like a wonderful night or a great night. And um, we just spend that time together. You know, the phones are away and we even invested in some hot rocks <laughs> from Amazon. Wow. Like How just, are you liking you know, them? Plug them in. Are they a worthy I, purchase? I do like them. They're a worthy purchase, I would say. But it doesn't have to be that. Like that's specific right. to us and what we want. And like right now, we're not leaving the house. We're in our house uh, because our kids are you know, younger or, Mm -hmm. you know, just going out all the time costs money that we don't want to spend at the moment. So we're like, how could we make this night special for us and something that we would look forward to doing over and over again, right? Mm -hmm. Like, or not necessarily Mm -hmm. like we're doing the same thing, but like something that we would be, that we would think was worth investing in. Because I think in, in other times we've set We've played around with different ideas. You know, we've subscribed to those date box ideas mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. whatever. And and sometimes, honestly, those have felt like too much. <laughs> like they're, they're like a fun idea for us. But then sometimes it's like, I'm too tired to come up with this, this activity yeah. or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and so I think like playing around, but like for someone else, they're going to really love connecting in that way. I've seen, you know, like all kinds of ideas out there, but maybe play around with the different ideas that you've seen and see what really makes sense for you and your season and your relationship in a way that you can just really pay attention to each other and create some of those really good feelings towards each other. Because you're right, Jessica, like there's so much partnership that goes into a marriage, which is awesome. But sometimes it can feel like that's all 
there is, is like this business partner. And I want my husband to feel seen and loved and cared for. And so that's going to take some intentionality, Mm -hmm. as we like to say. Yeah, or you'll be swept in the current of life. Yeah. Um, You got to just make it happen, I guess. Do you want to hear my uh, deep philosophical thoughts on this? Mm -hmm. You know I'm here for it. All right. So have you ever heard that Sam Smith song called Somebody to Die For? Mm, Probably. I can't think of it. I'll link it in the show notes. Oh, to be honest, sing it for us. <laughs> to be honest, the lyrics don't make that much sense, okay. except that he says this line that says, I just want somebody to die for. Right. And like he's wishing that he had a relationship that he felt that passionately about. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that most of us want that passion with a spouse, with a friend, like somebody that you just love so much that you would die for them. We all envision that kind of exotic passion, Mm -hmm. right? And then we find that person (laughs) and we start doing life with them and we forget a lot of those feelings. And that reminds me of Lin-Manuel Miranda's songs from Hamilton where he says, dying is easy, young man, but living is harder. And sometimes it's harder to do the day in and day out work of loving someone, Mm -hmm. of loving our kids who we would say we would die for, of loving our spouse who, yeah, we would die for them. But what that actually means right now is living for them in this way that is self-sacrificing, in this way that is uncomfortable, in this way that is needing time and attention that I could easily give to something else or that I would rather maybe not spend on them. And I'm not saying that I don't want to spend time with my husband as much as it's easy to let that stuff go away from you. It's easy to lose all of that living because it's easy to be distracted, right? And so I've just been thinking about that a lot, especially like you know, more with my kids, I would say, in times where there are parts of parenting that are just really hard. And that thought, like, I would die for my kids, but will I live for them? Mm. Will I be willing to give of my life right now and my convenience and my comfort and my (laughs) self-satisfaction of whatever kind in order to help them through in this way or to love them through this thing that they're going through or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, so that's sort of been on my mind lately. That is beautiful. So, so well said. And I'm sure a few of you listeners out there shed a tear like I did, because it's just (laughs) such an important reminder. And it's just scary how easy it is to forget that. Yeah, we forget that this is the whole point of life, in my opinion, is relationships and yeah. connection. And it's not about grocery pickup. It's mm-hmm. not about the clean house. Although, don't get me started on that because it really feels like it's about my clean house right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> it can be so easy to just put these relationships to the side because they're there. They're there. They're always. Yeah. They'll always be there. You know, like... They're constant, whatever, like, and I'm not saying, you know, we really feel like whatever about them. Maybe sometimes we do, but, but wow. Yeah, what a good but it's reminder. just easy to get distracted. Yeah, right? totally. I, I mean, that's my thing. Like, I just want to be looking up, paying attention. Um, and I feel like this month is a great time to remember to pay attention to the important things and to put my effort and investment into the things that matter. So good. Thank you for sharing that. So I know we got a little deep there, Jessica. Mm. You know how I love it. You know how I love it. (laughs) Take us out of the depths here. Well, maybe maybe we'll still be in the depths. I don't want to say we won't be. Yeah, we're going to loving ourselves, Michelle. That's we're going to loving ourselves. Another deep (laughs) one, which we're 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 not going to go all the way all the way deep today. But it's I think it's important to touch on. 
And when I'm contemplating loving myself, like if I'm being honest, I haven't done the greatest job of this lately for obvious reasons. It's easy. Another, (laughs) it's easy to put our other relationships to the side and it's almost even easier to put our, our self-care, our love for ourselves to the bottom of the list, you know, like, because like we were saying earlier, like, we'll get to that. I'll get to that in 10 years, like (laughs) when my kids are grown, but isn't it interesting that as I haven't prioritized loving myself and focusing on myself as much lately that I feel like everything in my life has suffered a little bit from that, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So as I'm evaluating it, like I'm, I'm so busy. We're all so busy, right? So many demands in so many different ways. But I think if I was going to say three things I'm going to do, one, am I paying attention to my inner dialogue? Let's, let's practice speaking to ourselves like we would speak to a dear friend or a child. Um, number two, I want to journal one thing that I feel like I did well that day. And waking up counts. <laughs> Showing up counts. I did it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> number three, I need to make fun a priority in my relationship and my, with myself too. And the way that I do that is through creativity. And I have not been doing that because I'm trying to clean up from breakfast, right? Like there are Mm -hmm. so many other things more than ever demanding my attention. But this is where I feel like my soul comes alive when I can create. And that's, that shows up in so many different ways. Even organizing a drawer can be creative. It's not at the top of my list. I'm surprised I said that first, but um, <laughs> it like creativity yeah, I love isn't a good just draw organization session. <laughs> yeah, I would expect you to say that first, not me. Um, but like you know, I playing around with some paints, baking, um, rearranging my my uh, furniture has been something that I've kind of thought about playing around with. You know, like creativity. I just I just need to do that for myself because. That is when I, I, yeah, I just feel like I come alive that way and I miss that. Wonderful. Yes. You. What's your years? <laughs> Mine's simple. I don't know. January. I'm just, Januarys <laughs> are hard for me. I just get real morose. I, yeah. I don't know why, but I'm just going to write down a list of things I like about myself or that I think I do well or that. I'm okay with, Um, you know, I think that like, we spend a lot of time picking apart our personalities, our appearances, how we did this, how we did that. And, you know, a little bit of criticism towards the way we do things is probably good or necessary for life. So it's not all bad. But to get out of the spiral of just feeling so negative about it, and like, what is my life even worth kind of things. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to write down a list of things that I like about myself. I like it. Because... I hope you post it to your bathroom mirror. <laughs> yeah, I could. You know, I actually, this was very sweet. My son came home today and he said that they're doing this to build their confidence at school. Every day for the next two months, they will be listing three things that give them hope, three important relationships in their life, and three things they are good at. Okay, this is great. I know. And I was like, you know, if I started every day doing that, my days would be a lot better because I would mm. not be doing the things that don't Say them again hope. one more time, the three categories. Three things that bring you hope, three hope. important relationships in your life, and three things you are good at. Which is so sweet Cute. because we we said those at the dinner table. And of course, my kids have pre- can pretty quickly come up with all three of those. As, as an adult, I'm like, oh, you know, do I like that about myself or is that maybe not the best? <laughs> but I don't I'm like, want to. I'm too busy to even think about that. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to pass that on to my kids. And so just saying, just practicing that. But I think also like three things that give me hope like what a great way Mm -hmm. to orient my day towards seeking out those things Mm -hmm. and that's another one of those moments where you realize I spend a lot of time doing things in like mindlessly that 
don't bring me hope, that don't give me feelings of peace, but instead are, um, you know, quite the opposite of that. And so, you know, again, some of those things are necessary for life, perhaps, perhaps there's not a way to eliminate all of those, but I could certainly be spending more time being hopeful, being fun, investing in important relationships or appreciating important relationships, and then saying things that I'm good at. Mm. How fun. And you know what? It doesn't even matter. Also, like, these are things where I'm like, you don't have to offer this up for criticism to anybody else. You can just keep this private. And you can be like, I think I'm good at this. And you don't have to let anybody tell you any differently. Totally. Absolutely. Like, that's another thing is like, how many things do I do just for me, just for my enjoyment? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm focusing on doing that more, like just doing, doing something because I think it's fun and not telling or showing anybody not to like hide it, but just not to put it out there for critique, because that's not the point of it. Well, also, it helps you actually be be real. Because you're not writing it for anybody else. Right. You're not thinking through it from anybody else's perspective, how they might right. receive it. Like you're you're being very real about it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Good thoughts. Okay. All right. Let's move to our top three, which this is where we're going to get into a Valentine's Day tradition specifically. So we're going to do our top three favorite Valentine's traditions. Wonderful. You go first. Okay. Number one, we do a candlelight dinner fancy dinner which means candles in a tablecloth and maybe like sparkling cider um and after that this is like number two we play a bunch of valentine's day games this comes from my mother i spoke about it last year but it's worth bringing up again so my top two favorite games during this part of our evening is Conversation hearts, stacking competitions, and pin the lips on the lady. (laughs) You can guess what that looks like. And lastly, I think it's really fun to, um, last year I did 12, the 12 days leading up to Valentine's Day. I gave a love note to each of my people every day. I am not up for that this year, but I think what I'm going to do is I got a bunch of red construction paper and I'm going to cut a bunch of hearts and just tape one to the door of my kids' bedrooms for each of them every night so that by the the end of the, I don't know, I'm doing 12 days because I haven't started yet, so I need the extra two days to prepare. (laughs) But by by Valentine's Day, their door will be plastered with little hearts from their mama. Maybe I'll bring on Nate to do this as well. I just think it's so fun to celebrate the people that we love in any way. And um, it's because it makes me feel so good, right? Like, it's just a a win-win. Yeah. So, okay, your top three. I love that. Well, we wear red and pink on that day. Maybe red and pink together. Maybe something red. Red and pink pink. looks so good together, okay? It does. Totally works. I bought a pair of red Hunter boots. I think I showed you. Oh, yes. But I saw then I bought. And I have pink, pink ones. How cute are we? I know. Oh, man. If only we were together, oh, we could take the cutest picture. We could. But I will be wearing them with a bright pink shirt. Cute. Or something. Okay. Um, and we have also a fancy dinner, but it's everything <laughs> at the table is heart-shaped. Everything's heart-shaped? With, okay. So we this. either make like a heart-shaped pizza mm. or... When I was a kid, and I don't know, my kids didn't love this idea as much as the pizza, but like we had heart-shaped hamburgers. My oh, mom would even yeah, make fun. heart-shaped croutons for the salad. And then we have like jello, which we never eat at any other time of year, but it's delicious. <laughs> so we eat jello <laughs> with like strawberries and raspberries in it. So that's our fun dinner. Fun. And then uh, we make handwritten notes for the kids in the classroom, in everybody's classroom. And we like... Mm-hmm. Yes, we put a little effort into that. It's like a whole thing. We've started already because, yeah, I I like to have them just put a little intention and time into the Valentines that they take to school and maybe writing nice things about their classmates. Again, this might not be for everybody. My kindergartner is going to be, he's going to need a lot of help. But if he just like writes everybody's names, that's his, that's his level of uh, participation. Mm -hmm. And then we write, my husband and I write Valentine notes for our kids so that they can 
you know, we're writing things that we love about them so that they can see them and then keep them and remember them forever. Because clearly they will want to keep that forever. <laughs> yes, yes, I love that. I do that as well. I should have mentioned yes. that too, because that's a pretty big one in our house too. I think that's a great way to document, you know, yeah. a little collection. Yeah. Very fun. Oh, I'm excited. So excited. Yes, Bring on the month of love. The month of love. It's here. It's so and the more you give, the more you feel. That's right. Oh, man, we're so, so full of good quotes today. Oh, you're wonderful. This was so much fun. This was fun. <laughs> All right. Thanks for being here. Yep. We'll be back next week. I believe we're bringing on a pretty important guest. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. Don't hold us to that. We don't hold us to it. We look forward we're not to professionals. Okay. <laughs> All right. Until then, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.